0: Hello and welcome to the Animation Communication Podcast, your source for discussion about animation, film, fandom, and more. So please join our host, I Love Kim Possible A Lot, or KP, for today's discussion. If you like what you hear, please remember to show support by giving a like, follow, as well as subscribing to the main I Love Kim Possible A Lot channel on YouTube. Spread the word, and thank you for being part of our community. This episode contains some mild adult language.
1: Hi everyone! Welcome to this week slash two weeks episode of Animation Communication. I'm KP. I love Impossible a lot, and if you've been listening to this podcast, you probably have heard I have a YouTube channel. But if not, um, it's there. So I do YouTube, and I also am the probably the most consistent host because it's um, I, you know, it's my podcast essentially. So um we have tom who's who's my new host man person so hey tom how you doing
2: hi i am thomas i go by lyle convoy i am an animation enthusiast and thundercat historian because god forbid me not being a nerd in the age of or you know my late 30s and all that i run a youtube channel where i do everything from talk about animation to toy reviews to yelling at worthless pieces of garbage and uh, i'm happy to be here
1: don't call him tommy correct he doesn't like that can't call you tommy oliver
2: No, I think that uh, that would be inappropriate.
1: (laughs) Fair, fair. Um, All right, and then... We have Autumn back, who um, is my real-life friend, who also loves Kim Possible a lot. So, Autumn,
3: what do you do on the internet to remind the people? uh, Um, Well, I'm Autumn. I mostly go by uh, Starlet. is I on Instagram, Twitter, and probably a few other social medias as well. I am an artist. I sometimes post the occasional art whenever I actually have the time slash energy to actually do so. So that's what I pretty much do. Okay. so, uh, is
1: it? Well, we can cut this out. But are you? Okay? Do you want Autumn, or do you want me to call you Deandra? Or do you uh,
3: I think I prefer Autumn, just because my name's a little bit too unique. I think to really say, yeah. Okay. Unfortunately. I mean, I can do it, <laughs> but like,
1: I've had practice. It took me forever to call Cayetana uh, Cayetana, and I gave up, and I just start, that's why I started calling her cat, because I couldn't say her, oh, her yeah. name. <laughs> so, if that makes you feel yeah. better. I'm I also go by
3: bad. D too, which um, might also be easier. I feel like that's a little bit more uh, 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 inconspicuous, I guess, for people to really, like, try to find I me. Mean, not that I would think that most people wouldn't be interested anyway, but you never know, so... That's fair. All right. I'll just, I'll just stick to Autumn because I already, like, it's
1: in your Discord name, so it's easy for me to okay. remember that. All right. Um, so uh, we haven't done a podcast in a little bit. Um, I think our last podcast released um, Christmas, so we've been just kind of vibing. Um, right, Toby? We've been just kind of vibing. So my dogs are in the background, we'll hopefully do more double takes in case we have to cut stuff out, but... So we do the best we can. Anyway, um... So yeah, um the focus right now has been trying to get the channel back to um releasing um regular content, semi-regular content, so um which means more work for me. Yay. So um and I am bleeding subscribers, so please make sure you're subscribed. <laughs> so like the idea is to have growth in the channel and not the opposite of, of, of that. So, um, but yeah, that's what we've been doing and trying to get the podcast on a semi-regular basis and record some extra episodes so we can get back to once a week, ideally. So, it's great. So, speaking of great things, we've got some some great news stories that have happened this week and you probably know exactly what I'm going to talk about if um, you saw my most recent upload of this recording. So, uh, Tom, do you want to introduce the story, or do you want me to?
2: <laughs> Justin Roiland has been arrested for, apparently, accusations of domestic uh, domestic assault, and after that happened, Twitter kind of lit on fire, because there's now been accusations and leaked DMs of Justin Roiland talking sexually and trying to coerce a 16-year-old into sexual communications, because... Apparently, the animation industry is just full of scumbags. I guess.
1: I mean, I think it's a lot of a lot of guys who have too much power, and then they don't get accounted for that power because you have multi million franchises running on their their backs, and then you have situations like this, and it sucks. and I'm really bummed. I I love the shit out of Rick and Morty, as you can probably tell. So. I don't know where this is going, but, you know, a lot of people are... It's too soon to call. A lot of people are saying the show will end or they're going to find a VA to replace him or who knows. So I, I feel bad for Warner Brothers right now because everything's probably on fire for them. So, well, yay. Yeah. <laughs>
2: well, Great story. It's really, it's really just the crew for and the
3: staff that are really, like... They, they have to deal with the good brunt of all this and the aftermath of everything, so yeah, I feel really bad for them.
2: I, I feel bad for the staff there, but as far as Warner Brothers as a whole, like, things might be on fire, but they're the ones that freaking lit the thing and then fanned it, and now they're like, oh, well, gee, I wonder how we could've avoided this. Well, I don't know, but maybe make smart decisions might help. <laughs>
1: Um you want to define that a little bit? Um
2: They remove things from streaming like Looney Yes dog. Thank you. I appreciate the uh enthusiasm. <laughs> no, they remove Looney Tunes from streaming, they cancel other animated projects.
1: Oh, you're talking about the Discovery yeah. um HBO Max yeah. thing.
2: Yeah. Warner Brothers has a bad tendency of making really really bad decisions every year.
1: So yeah, it's it it definitely sucks and we'll we'll keep posted as the story develops kind of thing, but um right now of my knowledge um Adult Swim slash Warner Brothers. Yeah. Adult Swim owns Warner Brothers. In case you didn't know that, um, hasn't made an official comment yet. So um, we're still pretty early in the game of this developing. But you know, it just I, I get mad because it's very selfish, um, as well as morally wrong, obviously. But like, uh, like for the whole enterprise and everything, and Dan Hartman, who's the other Rick and Morty co-creator, has also done some sus things. Granted, he's apologized for them. Um, so, but still, it's just, we need more women in animation at the end of the day, because women usually don't put their dicks in places <laughs> they're supposed to, so, because they don't have any. Uh, I
2: don't disagree with needing more women in animation, but I think that might not be accurate considering the 12 Forever creator.
3: Yeah. Uh, what I want really to know is how you can, not only, not only how you can, like, do these things, but how you think, especially in this day and age... Like if you can get away with it, like how do you how do you not think that's like gonna happen? That you're just not gonna eventually be found out and get in trouble for these things? Because they, I think it's also oh, because they're ahead.
2: used to not getting in trouble for it. Because they've done this consistently. Because people are to this day still getting away with it. That's why.
3: I mean, true, but it's yeah. it's definitely become especially like with the Me Too movement. It's definitely become more. Um, Like, it's easier for people to also now come out with, like, their experiences and say, hey, this happened to me, here's who did it, like, they should be held accountable.
2: Well, the problem isn't coming out and saying it, the problem is other people believing you. That's where the key issue is, and a lot of people, even if they are convinced to come out about it, there's a large sloth of mentally stunted halfwits that they immediately want to discredit anybody about it, not because they have a connection to the person being accused, but just because they want to be contrarian pieces of garbage and, God forbid, anybody be held accountable for anything.
1: And I think um, I think it, it doesn't help, too, that, like, you know, like when you're at the head of a huge franchise that makes billions of dollars. I mean, that's probably I don't know. I don't know how much things make. Um, you know, you you're, you assume that you'll be protected by the system, quote unquote, because you make all that money for that corporation. So I think, you know, there's kind of like some internal justification, not that it should be justified, but like. In the mind of the perpetrator, like, well, you know, even if I put my dick somewhere, I am not supposed to. Look how much money I make for you guys, Warner Brothers. So, like, you know, you'll protect me if something goes wrong, and now everything is going wrong. And right, yeah, I
3: honestly, yeah, honestly, <laughs> when I ask these questions, like, I, I know the answers already. It's just more like it, it just really sucks, and you know, it, these things shouldn't be happening in the first yeah. place, but they do anyway. Yeah. <laughs> we'll get there
1: eventually. We'll get to the good Star Trek future eventually, unless what, what's the, unless it uh, what's the other one? Um other. Babylon Eight or whatever, right? I have no idea. The opposite of that. I have no idea. Okay. Yeah, that, I don't know. Whatever the opposite of Star Trek is, where everything just kind of goes to shit. Babylon Five, I think.
2: I thought it would be Detroit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Not wrong. Um okay, so I guess we'll move on cuz that's the unfun story, but yeah, we we did we did do one more Rick and Morty video because we were working on this video before this broke like a couple of days ago and I mean, of this recording, I always have to say that. So we did like, "Hey, you know, we did this, but you know, don't support domestic abuse. That's that's bad." So, go if you still, if you want, if you can separate Rick and Morty from Justin and him being a piece of shit, then, you know, you can watch that video. But if not, then I won't blame you if you don't. Just subscribe, please. Anyway, uh, what's the, the next story? We got some better stories. Uh, you wanted to share the next story, Leo, the the weird franchise that's getting rebooted? Apparently,
2: Biker Mice from Mars is getting a reboot. Why? I don't know. By whom specifically, I also don't know. But the last time they were seen in terms of content was in the early 2000s when they did a continuation, but it was a UK-exclusive thing. To be honest, I've never even seen it. I watched a bit of Biker Mice in the 90s, but that's literally all I have in terms of experience with the franchise, and I haven't seen much in the way of outcry because I, I am an older individual, therefore I am connected with a lot of these other fan groups just by just tangentially, and I've never heard of anybody else crying out for a new biker mice. I'm sure they exist, but I don't know if that fandom's big enough to really push that, but hey, I hope it's good for them. I doubt it will be, but I hope it is.
1: What's that one that... Remember when they like there were what two Thundercats reboots? One was super serious, and one was like
2: mm-hmm.
1: like not. And I think they both turned out badly. Well, right?
2: there were two Thunder in terms of like animation. Yes, there were two Thundercat reboots. One was in 2011, um, which was headed by oddly enough a, a now Teen Titans Go writer, and then there was Thundercats Roar that was headed by Victor Courtright. And both of them have the same problem in opposite directions with. The 2011 Thundercats, they tried really, really hard to be darker and edgier, and we're going to ignore a lot of the established things about these characters and try to push characterization, and they kind of sucked at it. And the opposite one's like, well, we're not going to be serious at all. We're just going to treat this like goofy, lighthearted camp, and if you actually look at anything written by Leonard Starr or anybody on the crew for the original show, it was neither of those things. So it's kind of – and a lot of people give more grief to Roar than they do 2011, but if you know anything about the actual franchise, you should give both of them grief for different reasons. They both failed miserably. That's fair. They both failed miserably.
1: Me not not knowing anything about Thundercats except um, what the sword looks like, essentially, and what some of the characters look like, and, like, you know, know, I'll take your word for it. You seem like you know that.
2: Also, fun (laughs) fact, like, um, two days ago, the voice actor for Snarf, uh, Bob McFadden, he would have turned 100 if he had been alive, but he passed a long time ago. Oh, that, that is
1: that is kind of fun. Happy 100th birthday. How, how old was he when he passed um, away?
2: Who, he had to be in his 70s, I believe.
3: Oh, okay.
2: This is in the late 90s, early 2000s when he passed away. He was not oh. young when he worked on Thundercast, and that was 1985, so... Mm.
1: right and then my other like lighter story to kind of like lighten things up uh the proud family season two louder and prouder the the new the new one um i don't know is released um like a week or two ago you know um there if you want it i'm if you are curious about my thoughts about the first season, we did an episode of that. I'm kind of lukewarm about the whole thing. It's it's great for the sake of representation, but, like, as far as story, I think they could do a better job structuring um, the internal story and the character development and making Prenny's friends not shit to her, but...
3: You know. I actually haven't watched any of the, the new <laughs> Prop Family yet, so, the, I mean, I haven't really heard any, like... I haven't heard anything negative about it, but I'm not sure if I've heard anything overly positive about it either. So I assume it's actually doing kind of good, but I, I don't know. It's,
1: it's just okay. I mean, my, my vibe is it's there for a representation for Disney to be like to push it during black history month. And, you know, which is, which is, it's great that, you know, it's there. It's great that we have a, um, a animated, you know, African-American family in the mainstream, all that is great. I just wish it was stronger as far as, the the more traditional story structure, continuity, character development, those kind of things. because um, it's just kind of messy. So but you know, I don't know, it's on my show. So, you know, if you care about those things, cool. If if not and you just want to vibe with Oscar Proud being Oscar Proud, which you know, Oscar Proud's a fun character in general, then I won't blame you for it. So yeah. <laughs> at least at
3: least do it for Sugar <laughs> Mama. Yeah nobody else Yeah.
1: Sh- <laughs> valid valid um so anyway uh, i guess we'll move on to our main topic so uh because of everything being shitty lately i just wanted to do a fun chill episode chim- chill chill impossible discussion thing so um again if you haven't seen Kim Possible a lot, um, it's all on Disney Plus. It's so nice to like again, I know it's on it's been on Disney Plus since the launch, but I'm, I'm glad I can finally point to somewhere official where you can watch the whole series without pirating it because that's what you had to do <laughs> until Disney
3: Plus. <laughs> or go on like watch cartoons yeah. online and hope uh, somebody uploaded it somewhere on there.
1: <laughs> yeah, they they um release the first two seasons officially, like, you know, I want to say like seven or eight years ago,
3: but then they, that was it. That was it. I I, I think there were box sets. (laughs) Which is only half the show. I think there were also box sets of the entire series that did come out, but only in other countries. And I forgot which ones, but I think that was a thing at one point, just in in other places outside the U.S. Yeah. So,
1: yep. So, um, so I guess, Autumn, why don't you remind the public, uh, your, your your relationship to Kim Possible and then we'll talk about Tom's relationship to Kim Possible because I don't think I know that part yet.
3: So. Uh, oh yeah, so uh, I got into the series when I was in middle school. I am now close to 30 uh, this year. <laughs> um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've been yeah, a fan yeah. ever since since I was a kid. Um, watched it pretty religiously, I think starting at the end of either season one or beginning of season two, somewhere around there. Um, and watched the series all throughout. Um uh, it it remains to be one of those shows that remains like near and dear to me. And, you know, I'm I'm all for the nostalgia for for that show and happy to always like sit down and rewatch it for anyone that actually wants to. <laughs> um, and uh, uh, like like you were talking about earlier, really happy that it's on Disney Plus. Like that was one of the first things that I sat down and, and rewatched all the way through just for the just because I was able to finally after so many years. So that was that was really nice. But uh, yeah, that that is me. Yeah, I did a um,
1: I did a watch through probably a year. A year ago I, uh, my friend uh, my roommate at the time hadn't seen the whole thing uh, chronologically so I'm just like yeah sure why not <laughs> so um, you know I'm sure I'm sure like you know hardcore like you know but you're she's she, anyway Autumn's hardcore like I am so she's like the only one I, I, I've met so far in all of my Kimpossibling that I uh, can keep up with <laughs> right Toby you like Kim, you love compossible a lot too <laughs> uh, he's a fan <laughs> Yeah, we'll get you a little Rufus outfit and That's great.
3: Get <laughs> <Give> him a, get <laughs> him like a, like a giant Bueno Nacho hat or something.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, I have actually a Bueno Nacho sign in my, in my kitchen. Oh, do um, you? That, yeah, it's from, uh, when the show was ending, Steve, uh, Loiter-Lauder, director, lady, I mean, director man, not lady, director man person was giving away all this stuff to the fans and I was like, I want the Bueno Nacho. Um, so I got it, and then my dad calls it the Boreo ta- Taco Poster, and he doesn't understand why I need it everywhere, like, in every part of my house. Or <laughs> I need it everywhere I'm, I bring. I'm so like, every jealous. Loop. You need to send me pictures. I want to see it. I'll, t- I'll take a picture of it, yeah. And then I have some of the... um some of the like, um, bulletin board stuff that they had, um, in the office. So, uh, um, like some of her, some of her outfits, like, uh, pictures of her outfits. And then I have, uh, what's the other thing? Uh, <laughs> it's, um, it's like a poster board of like, uh, pitches for like, uh, Kim Possible products. So like makeup and stuff like oh, that. Wow. So it's, it's, it's neat. Yeah. So it's. You know, it's all sitting in my attic because I don't have enough room to put everywhere <laughs> everything everywhere. But you know, it's I, I I it's nice to have that. I wanted the villains ones too, but someone already called. Oh man, movie yeah, movie I don't movie. I don't have
3: anything official from the show like that. I wish I did, even if it was just like one like little uh a little smudge of a thing, whatever. I, I wouldn't care <laughs> as long as it was something. But yeah, oh man, I, I wish I had something like that though. That's really neat.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure you know, like I want like um. You know, I don't, I mean, I don't talk about this a lot, but, like, uh, like my life goal is to do something with the Kim Possible franchise, and you cannot have any more information about it because it's secret, but, like, you know, I want someone to be like, how much do you like Kim Possible a lot? And I'm just like, this was in the director's office. It's in my garage now. You know, it's, it's
3: <laughs> I have receipts.
1: Here you go. I have receipts, you know. Um, but anyway, um... So, yeah, uh, Tom, what's your relationship with Kim Possible? Well,
2: I mean, I watched it quite a bit. I think I may have seen the whole thing. haven't rewatched it since today because, you know, that was the homework for today. I've seen <laughs> both of the specials, um, A Stitch in Time and Not the Drama. And I know that Kim Possible, oh. <laughs> Kim Possible was...
1: That,
3: what?
1: Got the names wrong, but okay. It, like, it's
2: been a long, a long time. It's been a long time. But I do,
3: Not the drama. It's um, <laughs>
2: okay,
3: we'll forgive you.
2: For now. <laughs> it's a show that I know kind of broke Disney's pattern in terms of their syndicated cartoons. Because they usually only allow them to have so many seasons, or so many episodes. But Kim Possible became so popular that they needed an additional season after the last special. So that much I do know. And Kim Possible is, is a unique show in and of itself. Specifically because it, in some cases, does follow the the typical Disney, like, quote-unquote, hero formula for their cartoons. Things that you saw in things like uh, Chippendale Rescue Rangers or Darkwing Duck in the sense that there might be something of a pilot episode, but you don't really understand or get the background for everything you would want, like, say, your typical comic nerd might get eventually. So, you know, Batman, you find out what happened and why he's Batman. If I recall correctly, and I'm sure you'll correct me wrong, you never really know how Kim got her skills, why she specifically works the way she does, how Wade gets all this intel. You're just sat there, and you're thrown at it, and you're like, hey, this is the world you're in, and uh, here's what happens, and you just get to enjoy it. Don't ask questions. And it was an enjoyable show. <laughs> don't ask it was questions. enjoyable show. I, um,
1: yeah, to answer your question, um, um, we we do know the majority of, like, we don't know the specifics. Like, we don't know, like, how specifically... She she met Wade. Uh, we don't know how specifically she learned her kung fu skills. We just kind of assume that she was self-taught with that. Um, but we, we do learn about everything else. Uh, so you probably just don't remember. But yeah, you're correct in the sense that it's not established right off the
2: bat. I mean, to my defense, it's almost been 20 years. So there's that.
1: Well, now I guess you got some more homework. <laughs> don't I
2: always? Don't I always? But I I enjoyed the episodes I watched. Specifically, the ones I recall are the ones surrounding Monkey Fist, because I found them to be an amusing villain outside, of course, Dr. Dracken, who is the star villain of the show, and their senior, senior, who I am greatly amused by. <laughs>
3: well, senior, senior, senior.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And junior, I gotta love him. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, so...
1: um I think I think we should have um well I think we should have another episode about like predicting like what the what the show should do in the future. But like I think that's a whole other podcast. But for now, and and um me and me and Autumn will just debate things and be like, no, but but Draken and She Go have to kiss. They have to kiss. <laughs> <Of course>. Um <laughs> So anyway, um, you know, important things. Um so, uh, so Laya, since you haven't seen the show in a while, um, and this was your first reintroduction to it, uh, what are your general thoughts about the well, I guess that, and then, um, Autumn, you can give some background about, uh, emotion sickness, the episode we're talking about today on the, the, the Kim Possible Lot show a lot. Sure.
2: Well, my overall thoughts, of course, oh, is yeah. it's, uh, um it's a typical formulaic episode you'd see in something like this to where there has to be some linchpin starts things off and causes these types of things. And the writer for the episode, Brian Swinlin, I think is how you pronounce his name. He's not unfamiliar in this area. He primarily writes for like little kids cartoons, but he's also written for things like Darkwing duck and X-Men evolution. So he has a background in writing, these types of stories specifically with x-men evolution of course it was teenagers they have superpowers and in darkwing duck it's it's all a parody of the comic book you know industry essentially and the spy and or the spy movie industry so him having this uh device that changes emotions at a click of a button and Ron not knowing a clue about what it is, thinking it's a video game. It's a pretty standard setup. It's executed pretty well. Although my my thing is, and you know, being an adult here and knowing the the landscape of how people think, there are there's two things either. Either Draken's gay or he's asexual, <laughs> because there are men who would kill to have been in his position. <laughs> war crimes would have been committed and that's all i had to say there and of course this episode is most well known for you know kim's black dress because most people watched it when they were younger and you know kim was more interesting to them and then they uh they grew up they became adults and uh was the focus so there's that
1: (laughs) yeah so you know having a minor and then in that dress like was a little sus but you know like whatever uh, but no, the the other question is Draken is um not gay. He's shown to to be into females in the past. Um I the the context of this episode is Chigo is very aggressive with her boundaries in general. So um, you know, I think if he were to take advantage of the situation because she was not acting correctly, he would be in trouble for it. But also I think he is a gentleman and doesn't want to Fuck up the relationship too. So again, you know, like, fair point. Again, that's why he's a good being for the most part,
2: <laughs> despite um, being a, a you know, a maniac who wants to take over the world. He's a good being. He's a good being. Yeah,
3: yeah. He's yeah. A good bean, I you mean, know? He's, he's fine, except for you know wanting to to uh, dominate the entire world. But other than that, he's fine. He's but he, you're he a Good moral character. Correct, like. <laughs>
1: Well, I, yeah, I, I've I've talked about in the past about like you know his his character arc, considering like the final and stuff like that, and like I always picture him just kind of like relatively being good after that because he's gotten his, his, his he's he's gotten his spoilers obviously for like the whole show, but he's gotten his um, reward and acclaim and shit, and that was most of his driving factor. Anyway, um, but yeah, he's kind of like a megamind. He he doesn't really like do it to like hurt people or be vindictive. He wants to like you know prove that he can do things, even though it takes him what forty eight times. Yeah. There was a really, um, I it's it's not on YouTube anymore, and I fucking hate it. But um, there was for the Ep, um, for, there's an Epcot thing that um, you know it's like a world showcase thing. Um it was Perry, it was Phineas and Fur, Perry the Platypus before. Now it's DuckTales. Um, but before that it was Kim Possible. And before that, um when they were doing they were getting it ready essentially. Um and they cut this from the final attraction. Um there's a confrontation at the end of the the experience, whatever, before they separated the villains. Um, and Shigo and Drakken are talking, and he's just like um, how long have you been t- trying to do this? And he's like, forty seventh times the charm. And that was actually, uh, at that point, how many episodes Dragon was in where he tried to take over the oh, world. And I'm just like, nice. less, less this. <laughs> But it's not on YouTube anymore, uh. so you fighting <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, you're correct. Like, um, But basically, um, but 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 in the past, has tried to push Shigo and like with cloning and stuff like that, and she doesn't want to do it. And then he leaves her, and then he's like, "Man, I can't push Shigo anymore because she's gonna leave, and that's bad." So that's also part of it too. But anyway, um, okay. So I guess Autumn, why don't you give some history about the episode because like, I, I did choose this one for a reason. Oh <laughs> yeah,
3: um, well. Main thing that I know about it in in terms of like oh, most this this is of course after the, the episode aired, but there was actually at one point um, before so the drama came out or while it was in production that Disney held a, a marathon for Kim Possible and uh, the way that they they did this was that they actually had fans go on the on the Disney website and actually vote for their favorite episodes, and they um, aired each episode based on how many votes each one. got. So I went from uh, uh, the order of a least amount of votes, I guess, to the one that got the most and everything and of course we didn't really know the results um uh, uh the entire time it just kind of went by like each episode that was aired at a time that we found out and so like there's this huge anticipation that I remember there was being like which one was going to be number one because I think a lot of people were voting for emotion sickness and of course number one ended up being emotion sickness uh being the episode where you briefly see like uh, Kim and Ron kind of together because of the moodulators and they have that kiss scene and everything um but uh essentially it apparently uh ended up being the thing that uh, including the creators of Kim Possible, of uh, of, of it there being a good idea of like putting Kim and Ron together, and and so the drama because they I think they were a little bit unsure about it and at first like they wanted to put them together, but they weren't sure exactly what the response was gonna be like it was gonna be a, a, a jump the shark kind of thing. But when that episode got number one out of the entire series in that marathon, they were like, yeah, okay, I think I think we can do this. I think this will this will be be pulled off pretty well. So yeah, that's that's pretty much what I know about the history of, of that episode. But, but yeah.
1: Yeah, it's um it's a fan favorite I think because not only um not only for shipping reasons but also because of just kind of the humor which is it's a lot of like beat per beat humor for a Kim Possible episode because you know the characters are acting out of character and they're putting the the guys in awkward situations and like I'm not sure, you know, like you know the, the black dress thing which is you know, good for you for your sexual awakening, person who watched *Impossible*.
3: I'm, <laughs> uh, i I'm. I'm, I'm, um, oh, I'm gonna say that I was mostly the shipping, though. Let's be real; it was mostly the shipping. Yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, you know, but like, I will be honest because, like, um, I also haven't really talked about this. Like, I didn't like it at first just because the the pacing of the episode was really fast and really like, um. You know, it was a weird um, justification for, like, Ron not wanting to worry about the friendship. And then, like, and so the drama that's challenged again. And, um, you know, and then I think Draken and Shigo, especially at that point in the show, like, I don't think anyone was thinking about it, like, uh, romantically, too. So to, you know, like the scene where they're in the photo booth, too, like, um, that's their only only time they've kissed yet. You know, hashtag, I don't know, I don't know, hashtag, hashtag, you know, season five. I'm sure if we have a season five, and it's the same with Kim and Ron, where everything's the same, but Draken and She are still kind of like, you know, they have a couple moments, I'd probably get over it, but, you know. Yeah. Until that point. <laughs> So anyway, you know, um, I will I will
3: say that I kind of somewhat agree with you on the pacing because I was actually rewatching that episode earlier today just to kind of refresh myself on everything. And I, I do kind of felt that the, the pacing in, in some areas was just a little fast. I, I definitely don't remember feeling that way when I was watching the episode, probably because of too much of the excitement over over the kiss and everything else in that that episode. But uh, um, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Speaking of that was the
1: first time Kim and Wrong kissed, too. Uh-huh. So like that was also a big thing, which I think. I think in hindsight, they should have saved that, but like, whatever.
3: It, it's fine. <laughs> well, I mean, I, did, I do kind of appreciate that. Actually, so I do kind of appreciate that they did sort of bring the question up a little bit before. So the drama, I'll, I'll give Ron credit, you know, into like just how confused... Um, or confusing everything sort of was for him uh, at that time because he, obviously like Kim was acting like really weird and he he couldn't really come up with, with anything uh, other than like, oh, suddenly she's she's changing all these moves and suddenly she's in love with me. This has never happened before. I never expected this kind of thing. Not to say I have never thought about it, but this is totally like uh, out of realm for what I thought would, would ever happen to me. So, uh, but at least so the drama kind of introduced a, a more sort of a realistic approach of like, oh, this is someone else in the picture and Kim's actually interested in him what does that mean for me and our friendship? How do I feel about it? So I I do, in a way, I kind of appreciate that it was brought up uh, before through this episode. Um, But uh, yeah, I guess that's really all I had to say about it. (laughs) I'm not sure where I was going. (laughs) Yeah, I I think it too, like the moment where I was just like, okay, this is dumb
1: um, is when Ron does his whole whole spiel in in Barkin's house. Oh, that was so uh, funny. I love that. It was just like but like ah, like
2: oh. why are you in my house? It, it,
1: like it's very it's very slapstick and very like fast <laughs> paced for like a Kim Possible episode too and like also Drakken and I mean not Dragon. Barkin and Ron don't really have that kind of relationship anyway. So um I think it would have been funnier if like um you know like it was in the school and he just like came in and and started talking and then Barkin's like you know, everyone's just looking at him and just like, oh sorry, I forgot that you were teaching or something like that. I'll
3: just go <laughs> Would have been that's pretty boring. awkward though to just like say all that in front of a bunch of students though, unless he was just like in his in his classroom by himself grading papers or something.
1: Didn't or didn't notice like that, you know.
3: But also him <laughs> just like like somehow like breaking no. into his house just to like spill all that departed. I don't know, to me that's that was actually pretty funny. <laughs> Like bro, you just you just broke into your uh into your teacher's house and just started like spieling about your your personal life uh, with you and Kim and I, no one knows how the fuck you did it but you did and here you are. <laughs> I mean, and <laughs> Yeah, and and I think it's I I think it's funny too cuz like,
1: you know, the only like Felix doesn't as far as Ron fr- Ron's friends doesn't really appear that often. Um and then oh, who was it? Um Wade and Ron don't really have that kind of relationship, at least until season four where they, they talk because when Wade starts having a crush on Monique and then like, that's, that's a thing. (laughs) So, um, you know, I guess Ron didn't really have any other options besides maybe his dad, who, um, is played by the dad from friends who, um, Monica and Chandler's, no, Monica and Ross's dad. There we go. Oh, I I always forget that. Yeah. So, um, They needed a Jew, and they got him. (laughs) Um, So, (laughs) But, um, you know, I think... uh, What was the other point? Um, But, yeah, I think also as far as the Draken thing, I think if Draken, you know, like, neither one of the guys kind of took advantage of the situation for the most part. Like, they both, like, thought it out, and, like, even when, like, they were both forced into kisses and stuff like that. So I think that's good... Good um, good examples for, 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 for the men out there not to just you know take advantage of women when they're not feeling into it, you know, or there's something wrong, obviously, yeah. so you know, good on them. So: well, I feel yeah, bad for Ron.
2: like somebody could recut that entire scene where Kim's chasing him like a horror movie.) <laughs>
3: Actually, there was was at one point while I was watching the episode earlier, so uh, 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 my partner, he was was behind me, kind of just sort of uh, tuning in every now and then in the episode, and the parts where Kim was, like, getting really mad, he didn't really have much context for the actual moodulator part, so he would just, like, look look over and see Kim, like, just raging mad, and he'd be like, oh, whoa, that's a little intense, and kind of had to explain it there, and he he got it after that, but yeah, (laughs) you could definitely, like, edit that down to where it looks uh, a little uh, uh, intense. Say the least. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a that's a fun idea. I'm gonna I'm gonna take
1: pick, pick a mental note of that in case I want to. Anyway, um, let's see. Um, oh, um, the the scientist man. He was in another episode, wasn't he? He was in an episode before that. He was the bug guy.
3: Scientists that appear in the sick episode. Are both uh, Kim and Ron come down with the colds? Right. Yeah. Right.
1: right. Uh, cure the common cold. <laughs> yeah okay so um that was actually a a a question i have like the disney channel like monopoly thing or something or seen it um and that was a kim possible question i'm just like i don't remember what his name is because he's only like in the one episode that one time he's just like the guy with the gray hair you know so um fun fact so i
2: mean i like his
0: Um,
2: I like his attitude of he thinks he's getting stolen from, him and he just wants to throw hands. I can appreciate yeah. that.
3: I, I think it was even funnier when he uh, after he realized they were stolen and he wasn't really sure what to do because he was planning on throwing them in an auction, and he was just sitting there like, "Well, I don't really have them, so I guess I can just say they got lost in the mail." Oh, but that's gonna affect my feedback rating. He said, "Like, dude, dude. Like, <laughs> it was kind of like, oh, I don't, I don't know if you're, uh, you're really a, uh, uh, as a." Uh, you're any better or worse than the villains, honestly, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: I, I also like the social commentary as far as, like, you know, Draken kind of... Like, because Draken's best when he's... Uh, thanks, Toby. Draken's best when he's um kind of philanderized, and I think that's something that, you know, that happened over time. Because uh, at the beginning of the show, he's very serious, and him just kind of debating... Like in stealing other people's technology to benefit himself because he's lazy It's just very like a good character like trait oh, yeah. and it's funny.
3: So and, um, and, and you know I think he's one. Of, go ahead. I was gonna say and then in this episode he kind of validates that stealing from someone else is just outsourcing. <laughs> <laughs> it's called outsourcing. shit. Um,
1: <laughs> which he does again. Uh, what was the, the 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 hidden talent right where he try he he tricks Kim into. Stealing from Dementor for him, which I, is always fun. Um, you know, that's good, good, good plot for an episode. Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, Don, so, Don Maggio is also a great super- voice actor.
3: Oh yes, he's he's incredible. Love John DiMaggio. I also like something something else that I also appreciate on on uh, Kim Possible's humor too is that like also like after he makes that uh, that outsourcing comment with Shigo is that it, it kind of happens a lot in the show to where like somebody will say something and then it kind of gets reiterated like not even just like a few minutes after that by like the heroes or or the opposite of whoever like like said it before because like him and Ron come down like two minutes later and Ron basically questions the same thing that Shigo did. It's like, dude, what happened to to like making your own devices? You're you you call yourself an evil genius, but here you are stealing someone else's shit <laughs> and he's trying Dragon's just sitting there trying to explain himself again before he gives up and just like oh yeah, whatever I'm not even gonna bother just start start with fighting <laughs> I'll start with stealing carry on I think this is
1: I'm, I'm just skimming over the episode now and I think this was like the first gay joke like ever for a while because I don't know if you guys remember like when Kim is passing him notes Ron first think it's it's like, that guy was, that's I, something, like they're really, I
2: bust out laughing when I <laughs> saw that that was funny
1: <laughs> so I don't think they've even like, you know, touched that before. So I thought that was also interesting. But like that's what I meant. Like it's it's funny, but like it's 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 really fast pacing for a Kim Possible episode too. So um, you know, it it takes it takes a little bit to get used to, and you have to watch it a couple of times. And um, thanks, Toby. You have to watch it a couple of times um to kind of really appreciate. Or, or it makes makes it feel like it works. But I think again, you know, that's more of a uh, a problem with the with it with the twenty minute limit than anything. Yeah. So,
3: Although, um, if you were a huge shipper, I guarantee you, some of us did not have a problem whatsoever watching that a, a couple times or more as a <laughs> tour. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh lord.
1: Um. But yeah, I think it also was a good, you know, again to show. You know, Drac and just like being helpless and kind of being like the beat of the comedy too, which is you know great. Um, let's see, do they ever mention the pickle parade again? Is that like ever a thing that's a, that's that's
3: that's reestablished? You see the the pickle, I think, uh, like in background elements a couple times in some episodes, but yeah, they never really. I don't think they ever really mentioned the whole like, oh, Middleton has a proud pickle heritage or, or whatever thing ap- after the fact. It was just kind of thrown in there for the episode and then just never really mentioned much again. (laughs) We need where's my pickle continuity?
1: (laughs) 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 But yeah, it seems like Middleton's always doing something because they have to
3: get like everyone like like a lot of
1: the villains have to just come to Middleton for shit, like a lot of yeah, times. Yeah, yeah. So you know,
3: it's always just Middleton too. Like never, never anywhere else. Like why Draken decided mm-hmm. to choose Middleton for that specific occasion? I, I, well, aside from the flow, like he easily could have gone elsewhere, really, and done this nearly the same thing, really. But <laughs> Middleton, yeah. <laughs> <was> <laughs> plot reasons,
1: I guess. Yeah, I I had Ken of that um, Draken like grew up in Middleton or somewhere close because he went to. The same university as Mr. Doctor P, and that's what Upper Ten University. Yeah, yeah. Like a oh, Middleton Institute of Science and Technology. I got hey. it. Missed. So they kind of. I mean, that has to be Runcon in hindsight because that's a season four thing that like we don't find out the name of the college and where it is until season four. But you know, uh, and like and like rewriting history, even though that doesn't count. Like his his mother is just like go to the museum, and he's like what? So you know, she's. She's there, I guess, or whatever. So you know. Um, hi, hi, Toby. I can. Tell I don't you know if I would count cute. rewriting
3: history though as like a good pinpoint for like any sort oh, yeah. of in history, only because like pretty much the entire episode takes place mm-hmm. in, a, in a shared dream bec- between Kim and Ron. Like it, it's not really.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's that's why I preface it. But like the the first thing is so relevant. So you know. Um, uh, you know that, that would give him a reason to be in Middleton more often than like other specific places especially if he knows Kim's there
2: like
3: what's like why why, why, why put himself at more risk yeah. you know <laughs> like she's like like brought her house is probably like just down the street like she can literally just come and like kick your ass here and there here right here right now yeah
1: like maybe maybe his mother packs snacks or something <laughs> like that and he's just like I want to save money you know
3: um <laughs> also who's to say like how far away his lair is too i don't know if anyone's really questioned that much because like i mean granted like in the world of kim possible it really doesn't seem to take him that long to get anywhere uh it, around the entire <laughs> globe but you kind of have to wonder exactly where his his lair is and like how long mm-hmm. it would have taken him to also get to middleton or for kim and ron to find him and vice you know just yeah right right <laughs>
1: like they establish they establish that the villain's doing something, and then cut to Kim and Ron on a plane going, and they're there before the villain like is able to steal the thing. And I'm just like, how does how does that work? <laughs> <laughs> who's a, who's really a time traveler now? Right.
3: Or maybe they just have better commute throughout the world than than we do in the real one. <laughs> uh, public transportation would be uh, needs to be better. Strive for strive for <laughs> that, like whatever can Possible had going on for them when it came to transportation, that's what we need to be going for.
1: <laughs> One day we'll get there, we'll get there. Ah, maybe. Time dilation <laughs> stuff. Um... So and I guess the last thing I'll mention before I'll just throw it back to you guys, like as far as the Kim and Josh Mankie thing, was it just established that they went on the they went on the one date, and that the embarrassment episode, and then you know that was kind of it after that. you know,
3: was that the implication? Um, yeah, I think that was the implication. It wasn't really, like, outright said, like, if it was just that one date or if they went on any other dates after the fact. But, uh, yeah, all it mentions in the episode was that, like, they did see each other for a time, and, like, uh, uh, they, they were just kind of over it. So that, that was really about it. Yeah. They moved on. Better for Ron, though. No complaints there. <laughs>
1: It's it's helping chances. Yeah, I,
3: that was actually another thing that I was happy with uh, that they established in that episode, too, was that, you know, like they, they made it pretty clear that, you know, like they, they had moved on and like Kim had no interest in and in Josh, despite like the huge crush she had on him for like, what, two seasons. Um, so, yeah. yeah. And also, that's actually another thing, too, is that in the episode, uh, a lot of people actually kind of theorize that. So the way that the relators work is that they didn't really create emotions so much as they enhanced them. So in order for, for Kim to have actually fallen in love with, with Ron and not anybody else, she would have had to have already been crushing on him. Uh, whether she was consciously aware of, uh, of, of that or not but she she had to have, like already had some established feelings for him in order for for her to like direct those feelings uh toward Braun and you can kind of argue the same with with Shiga and Drakken, but yeah that was uh uh that was something that a lot of people kind of um uh, theorized when watching the episode was that it-
1: I, w- I wonder what that says about Shigo because this is still, like, like relatively early before season four arc about all that, so, like, you know, I mean, I guess that's one of the reasons she sticks around, um, to help Draken, maybe, but, like, I mean, I guess I can see it, but, like, it, it's, 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 I guess it's just also really early, too, for Shigo to, to be, start, to start crushing. Yeah, she. yeah,
3: I did find that kind of strange on the Shigo and, and Draken side, but I felt like that really, really made sense as far as Kim and Ron's arc uh, there, yeah because i mean there are even like some subtle hints um that you can kind of glance at uh and say oh i think i think that might actually be be something there that feels like that's uh um there there's some um chemistry right there or hints towards towards some and then i feel like that also con- further confirms it later in the same season and the girl of uh Fist episode too when when kim is is jealous over uh, over yori and uh yeah yeah the girl of fist episode is definitely like the very the most like black and whites
1: you know situation mm-hmm. of that mm-hmm. too so i would i wish there was more foreshadowing which i'll probably mention in the future video but like you know i i do that that that's that makes sense that helps a little bit um you know but anyway uh tom do you have any more thoughts to throw in well
2: other than the fact that i enjoyed the episode and kim possible tends to be a pretty good show anytime i do watch it although it's been a while um <laughs> I mean that's really all I need to say about it, I think
1: um i I guess my only other fun fact is um as far the only video i think i think autumn's in the same camp, but the only video Kim possible video game I played be, only because I didn't have any other um systems to play the the game boy ones and stuff like that is the p s two one and um she goes. Winter outfit thingy, Bob is in that episode. Or is an option to have her wear on that um Oh, game, is it? So, which is, yeah, kind of neat. Um, my favorite thing too
3: about that game is they give uh, Shigo a battlesuit. They oh. give her a black and green battlesuit. It's really uh-huh. cool. Um, yeah. I really wanted to play the PS2, but I uh, we were too poor to own a PlayStation <laughs> at the time. So <laughs> I had a Game Boy. Like I eventually got one of those. I think when. Uh, 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 sometime later in middle school, and I think I only got one because my my younger brother got one, and I I was I was basically begging at that point. But um, yeah, I think I I actually played the second and the third uh, uh, Game Boy games, but unfortunately, I don't really remember too much about those anymore. But uh, yeah, the PS two one like that was the one that I really wanted to play and never got the chance to. Oh yeah, yeah, the PS two one is fun. Um, is is that the one know, where sure. you play uh, as both Kim and Shigo in different parts? Okay. Yes.
1: Yeah, which doesn't really make much of a difference because they have the same moves. And she goes, uh, her plasma hands don't really give you any benefits mm. besides they, they 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 activate when you punch things, but that's really it. So you know that you can't shoot them or, or uh, anything like that. Which so you know, um, uh, you know, probably I mean, probably too much to ask yeah. for
3: in a, a a game based off of a, a TV show, I guess. Little little game that wasn't probably probably didn't really have that high of a budget in the first place
1: yeah for sure um especially because they they also had to do it like i don't know what the video term game term is but you can only move left and right you can't move that uh you can't move front front to back so it's just linear so um you know that you couldn't even like really explore the space as much as more traditional video games with bigger oh yeah it anyway. was kind of the
3: same with the Game Boy games. Yeah. I mean, you could like move back like like a little bit, uh, but if you're already like too far in a certain um, area or something like that, you you couldn't really really go back too much much further, really. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, let's
1: see um i think i i'm good i guess with that conversation um if you're good autumn yeah. i guess we gotta I, th- I guess the moral of the story is we gotta have more impossible um <laughs> impossible discussion yeah <laughs> and and we can make tom watch the rest of it i guess
3: <laughs> it, We'll we'll give you a good recommendation of, of episodes to sit and watch i'm sure just just watch all of them it's oh yeah that's it that's also an option <laughs>
1: watch them all by tomorrow.
2: <laughs> I don't think that's even physically possible.
1: <laughs> it is if you watch multiple episodes at the same time. <laughs> you have one you have one eyeball on each. Oh, there you no, go. No. <laughs> Alright, um, so I guess Autumn where can people find you if they want to find you on the
3: Places? Uh, well, like I said earlier, I guess they can find me as a Starlet is I on Twitter and Instagram. Um, I don't really post all that much, but I'm I'm there nonetheless. I exist. You exist in the yep. void. What about you,
1: Tom? They can
2: usually find me on Twitter at LyoManBad, yelling at people and being angry about cartoons, or they can find me on YouTube at LyoConvoy.
1: Right, yeah, you, you you yell at a lot of people for being dumb, so how, how's that going? Well,
2: I literally had to do it in about an hour, so...
1: <laughs> oh, okay, what's what's the dumb person doing now? I
2: actually don't know, it's just somebody who came into the server, Monstrous got pissed at them, meaning they probably did something real stupid, and we're supposed to be in call with them in an hour, so, yay.
3: Fun. you. I don't envy that. This, this is... <laughs> so the life you picked for
2: yourself. I didn't choose this, this just happened.
1: <laughs> I don't choose the thug life the thug life
3: chose me
2: <laughs> correct
3: but is it like is, it, is this like a like mod duties is this for, uh, on a server
2: no it's um, people have lived lives without a dad apparently and somebody needs to yell at them server
3: oh okay <laughs> yeah. so, so basically mod oh. duties it, it sounds like you're basically just a, a parent trying to yell at somebody else was doing something they're not supposed to
2: It depends. Um, Last time I had to yell at somebody, it's because they were more concerned with somebody being mean about opinions over Star Wars than they were the fact that they let a a child predator stay in their server for eight months. Oh. Yeah, that's the type of degenerates I have to deal with half the time.
3: (laughs) Okay.
1: (laughs) But if if I yell at my fans that they won't like me anymore.
2: (laughs) I don't know. It might get their attention.
1: Um, there was one comment um, on my on the Rick and Morty video um, that I just deleted because I was gonna respond to it, but I'm just like, no, I, I don't, I don't think I have the energy. we Where um, implying that the Justin Roiland girl, a name girl who hasn't been publicly named yet, like, said that she maybe deserved it, and I'm just like, I don't, <laughs> I don't, I, I can't. Ugh. This is why I yell
2: at people. This is why I yell at people.
1: Huh. And I was gonna be like I was gonna just just grow them and I was just like nah just I don't have the energy <laughs> I
3: I, I don't whatever. blame you
1: <laughs> uh god you know being a being a female content creator let me tell mm. you yeah um, it was a special it was a very special type of help yeah yeah you know it's great <laughs> you know. all right well, well um Again, we're gonna to try to get more uh, regular content on the main channel and on the podcast um in general so you guys can listen to f- funny things every week uh, if people are actively I mean they're you know some people listen to podcasts, so it's it's cool. Um so again, just check your subscription box, make sure you're still subscribed. If you're not still subscribed, um, you know, fix that if you can, tell your friends, I don't know. Uh, we're doing the best we can, so um, I think we, we're, we're going to do a Little Mermaid video soon and then um, some more general Kim like, Possible videos and some fun some fun stuff, so um, I'm working really hard so on a bunch of things, so trying to produce high-quality content, TM. You
3: know. <laughs> You're also a college student, yes. so there's that.
1: Yeah, well, it's, I'm not really a college student. It's more like continuing education for a student, even though I already, you know, so I can get a job. I mean, so. you're, you're still in
3: higher ed, and that's, uh, that, that's a lot to, to deal with while also doing other stuff and anything that comes up in real life, really. So you can give yourself would, a little would, more credit. Yeah, and
1: we're also going... That's fair. Um, and we're also going to try to attempt some live streams going forward to help with the engagement. So keep an eye out for those. Uh, we'll do some art. You know, I figured out how to use Streamlabs, so that's that's a plus. Um, but, yeah, uh, generally the podcast hopefully should return on Wednesdays, uh, 6 p.m. East, or a.m. for on Wednesdays for uh, the podcast version. And then on YouTube it's 4 p.m. Eastern, I think, unless we change it. So, you know, uh, wherever you want to listen to the podcast, you can start hopefully listening to it regularly, knock on wood. Um, But, yeah, thanks for listening. And I guess I'll have a good night. I appreciate everyone who's come in and my guests and all that stuff. And um, see you next episode. Or if you're new, we have a whole backlog. I think we're on like 75 episodes at this point, so there's there's tons of episodes. If you like animation and like me talking for long periods of time, then, you know, stutter, stutter, stutter. All right, have a good rest of your evening day, listener, um, and see you next time on Animation Communication. Woo!
0: Thank you so much for listening to Animation Communication on YouTube, Spotify, or your favorite podcast provider. We are really hoping the show makes a difference in how people view animation as well as media as a whole, as well as giving and providing advice for people all over the world who like or want to join the animation and media industry. If you like what you heard, please remember to show support by giving a like, a follow, rating those 5 stars, as well as subscribing to our main I Love Kim Possible A Lot channel on YouTube and turn your notification on. New episodes of Animation Communication come out every Wednesday at 6 a.m. EST on podcasting platforms and 4 p.m. EST on YouTube. You can follow the podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at The KP Podcast for information about upcoming guests, episodes, and more, as well as our hosts, KP and Riddle, at I Love KPA a lot, and at Riddle Lightning on social media. I'm Kat, and thank you for being part of our community. See you next time on Animation Communication!